No music. Not in the mood. Not in the mood! Cowboys lost last night. They lost again. Two losses, four days. I expected them to go two for two. I predicted it. I'm not happy about it. I'm sick of it. It was obvious that the running game was not working at all. Dak Prescott had to freaking carry the team on his back. Kellen Moore, stop dying. I, I was literally shouting at my television. I said to my television, hey, Kellen Moore, stop calling those damn running plays. With Zeke, they're not working. Goodness gracious. Just stop it. God. All those running plays to get what? To do what? To do a whole lot of nothing. Dak Prescott's out there. Their offensive line is changing every other play. They don't like Leo Collins. They like him. They don't like him. Again, they put in Terrence Dale. They like Connor Williams in a left tackle, left guard. They put in Connor McGovern in a left guard. I'm sick of it. Referees screwing up the game. The most watched game in 30 years. And the rest go and screw it up. Screw it up. Everybody on that officiating crew. I thought, thought nobody was going to watch that game. Apparently, I was wrong. Apparently, 38 million people saw it. What a disgrace to the NFL that one of the highest watched games in the history of the sport. Regular season. Super Bowl's on a whole nother level. Literally, they almost quadruple their average weekly viewership based upon game by game. Sometimes it's even 10 times the amount of people watching because nobody watches certain teams. But in the case of uh, the Cowboys, they've had two back-to-back incredibly highly rated football games, and yikes, they've lost both of them. I'm 24, this is my podcast, 24's podcast of S Video Gaming. I don't like to do my intro. I haven't eaten, I'm hungry. I'm tired. I'm disappointed. I'm disgusted. At the performance yesterday, Dak Prescott was amazing. It was not his fault. Noah Brown, can you catch a pass? C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper was in it. Everybody's dropping passes. Can we get some guys on the freaking Jets machine? Jesus Christ. If you don't know, I'm a little bit perturbed. I'm a little bit disturbed. I'm a little bit worried about the Dallas Cowboys going into the next five weeks, five to six weeks. I mean, first and foremost, let's get one thing straight. They're going to beat the shit out of the Saints next week. Let me just keep it a buck. They're still going to beat the crap out of the Saints next week. They're going to go to New Orleans in the Dome. The Saints lost last night to the Bills in horrifying fashion. I was so disgusted by the Cowboys that I didn't see all of it, but I saw some of it. It was an ass-whooping of epic proportions. Ass-whooping. Like, Bills have struggled, Cowboys have struggled, that's a get-right game, and then the Cowboys go in with a long week into Washington, Demarcus Lawrence, next weekend should, not next weekend, next Thursday should be back along with Randy Gregory, it'll be a bloody massacre on Thursday Night Football, but as you can see, I've been wrong before. I'm so sick and tired of the Cowboys losing. Goodness gracious. 
Everybody's like, run the football, Cowboys. Run the football, Cowboys. Run. Can we get our quarterback some damn help? Can we throw? It was obvious that Dak was freaking making these miraculous throws. Kellen, get out of his way. I'm like, these last two weeks, I'm like, Kellen, just stop running it and setting up your quarterback in a bad situation. Just throw it 50 to 60 damn times. Damn the record. I could give a rap. Just throw it up a jillion times. Couldn't care less. Jesus Christ. It's ridiculous. It was obnoxious. To me, at least. Obnoxious. So now Cowboys are 7-4, and four, probably out of the first place seating unless something terrible happens to literally every single NFC team. Um, probably means that they're going to have... Probably means they're only going to get one home game in the playoffs but i mean we'll see what happens cowboy fans have a unique way of traveling in the nfl but we'll see what happens now interestingly enough sunday i not sunday thursday i predicted the cowboys to win not the cowboys um the bears to win or not win lose against the lions a report came out earlier this week that apparently matt Nagy was going to get fired after the thursday night football game excuse me the thursday morning game um, I, I thought that it was a, a weird report, but I was just like, oh, this is interesting. Let me report on it. And, uh, turns out that that's false because he is not fired yet, but he should be. I mean, everybody's like, I love how the day after he wins one game, everybody's like, you know what? 24, uh, he's, he's saved his job. He's won the Lions. And it's just like, what? Dude, the Bears aren't going to the playoffs this year again. They've only had one winning season. Then it was eight and eight, eight and eight, and now it's, oh, excuse me, four and seven. What? That qualifies as a head coach that has been able to um to have a resume to be able to keep his job. That's the qualification. You know, Bears fans have low expectations. I know the media overall has low expectations for the Bears, but oh my goodness, I mean, that, that's just demonstrably low. Oh yeah, just 8-8, eight 8-8, and 3-7, eight, eight and eight, and only winning season 12-4. and four. That was when they were at their apex, and then they've been absolutely terrible for the last couple of years. Oh, excuse me, mediocre. Two 8-8 eight eight seasons back-to-back, that's like Jason Garrett. Jesus Christ. Bears won yesterday. What happened yesterday? I remember. Oh, yeah, Detroit. Oh, my God. I'm like, like the Cowboys game was such a nightmare. I completely forgot how. I was going to roast Dan Campbell until I saw the Cowboys. And I was just like, the Cowboys are just ridiculous. But now it's all coming back to me. If you didn't see, I told you not to watch it. If you didn't watch it, Detroit. End of the game, right? Everybody's clapping it up for Nagy. Shut up about Matt Nagy. He almost lost against Detroit, dude. In Detroit. What happened was... Detroit was driving final play of the game. Final stretch of the game. I think they were inside the Bears' 20-something yard line. For some weird reason... And this is like... This happened like twice on the same freaking series, dude. 
This is on the Bears' offensive drive, not on the Bear, not on the Lions' offensive drive. So they're wasting timeouts. What happened was Dan Campbell's like, "Hey fellas, hey fellas, timeout, timeout, guys, timeout, 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 timeout on the sideline, right?" And what happens next? You know, a couple of seconds later, you know, the uh, the Lions' coaches they're like, "Wait, do we have too many men on the field?" Hey guys, timeout, 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 timeout. They call two consecutive timeouts. Do you know what that means? It's a penalty. It's a five-yard penalty, and I believe a first down. So, on the same drive, they essentially wasted two timeouts, giving their offense one to operate with. Then they get, essentially, then they make sure that the uh, the Bears are in more than capable field goal range to, I think, either score a field goal or touchdown. I don't remember the exact... Uh, I mean, I can just look it up. Do I have the game? I did some spring cleaning on my DVR. I may have deleted the game. Also because it's just like, I like I had watched it live. I'm like, I don't need to watch it. Speaking of watching it live, let me just delete the Raiders game. I'm like, give me, I, I saw it live, saw the entire thing. Let me just delete it, purge it from my brain. Like what happened? What did happen at the end of the... I do still have it. I do still have the uh, the Lions versus the Bears. This will take, like, a couple of seconds to pull up the final, like, couple of sequence. I can't remember if the Lions offense was on the field or if their defense was on the field. It was just a disaster. A disaster of epic proportions. And as I was watching it, I was just like, this is terrible coaching. And a lot of people have been saying, fire Dan Campbell. And I'm just like, uh, maybe hold off on that. And then it's just like, I get... This absolute crap fest on Thanksgiving. And I'm just like, man, it's hard to argue against firing, against not firing Dan Campbell. Wait, wait, wait. So what happened here? Is this the first time out that he called? Let me check it out. I think it is. Why am I rewinding? Why not go forward? So entering into the fourth quarter, they have three timeouts left, which is huge. It's like, cool. We get to use our timeouts. For our offense, and we get to buy time for them. Awesome job. Awesome, awesome, awesome job. Oh, no, it was just the two-minute warning. My bad. So then, two-minute warning happens. They get a huge tackle for a loss. Boom, first timeout. Great job, Dan. One minute, 54 seconds left. I always say you have to call a timeout at the two-minute warning, right? Timeout, boom. So that way you can preserve time. At or before, they opted because they it was like second down, and on third down, all they have to do is call one more timeout, get one more stop, and you have like a little bit over a minute and 30-something seconds to operate in, right? So it's third and nine. Let's see what Detroit does! It's third and nine at the 16. Let's just see it. You know, Detroit's in some weird stacked bunch formation. You know, they I don't know what's going on with Detroit. Detroit's defense is miscommunicating all over the place. There's five seconds on the plate. Four, three. Bears are about to snap it. Guys are, are standing around. Play's blown dead. Detroit called a second timeout. You would think that they would have gone over some of these situations when they called their first timeout. It's just like they just stood there like a bunch of donuts. Just what? Just not talking. Just being like, hey guys, we called timeout. Good timeout. Call the second timeout consecutively. That's a penalty, ladies and gentlemen. And they only have one timeout left. Who does that? 
We know who does that. The Lions. So now it's third and four. And I, when I saw this lie, when I saw, I had to throw down my remote on a pillow. When I saw this live, I knew it was going to be a first down. I was like, what? You guys called a timeout to play this defense? Let me play it. I got to pick up my remote again. Let me calm down as well. Jesus Christ, I'm getting so juiced up. It's third and four at the Lions' 11-yard line. The Bears are perfectly operating, right? They've burned a lot of clock. It's 13 of 14. They only need a field goal to take the lead. Touchdown, you know, I mean, it really doesn't matter. It's like if, it, like, regardless. I mean, technically, well, it doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Touchdown forces the opposition to score a touchdown within two minutes, which Detroit's offense can't do that. Now, Bears offense, okay, Andy Dalton, he's looking out, right? And as I'm watching pre-snap, I'm just like, why are the DBs so far off? Okay. Andy Dalton's looking left towards his reads on the left side because he has, it's a three by one where the three is on the left side of the field. And I'm looking out and I'm just like, why are the DBs so far off? Why are they so far off? Can somebody explain that one to me? Why are they so far off? And by far off, I mean they're playing an off coverage 10 yards deep. What essentially that means is that they're 10 yards away from the receiver and the receiver only has to get fi- uh, four yards, excuse me, to extend the drive. So you're playing, the math doesn't make any sense. It's just like, Quick throw. It's a quick throw. And I mean, to make matters worse, they don't even disguise it. They bailed. Every single guy, they used the outside corner. I didn't see a lot of this pre-snap, but I, uh, not, not pre, I did see all of this pre-snap, but I didn't see this, this early in the, uh, in pre-snap. But the DB, the outside DB was like, I'm playing, I'm playing on coverage. I'm about to jam them. I'm about to jam them. Jam him, I'm about to jam him, and then I'm going to bail once I jam. He doesn't do that at all. He's just like, let me get 10 yards off. Why are you 10 yards off? I mean, they, like, first and foremost, Jesus hates Christ. You let this guy in the slot run a seam route, and he just has all the coverage. They're guarding the end zone like they're going to score it like a touchdown. Like scoring a touchdown doesn't tie a game. If they score a damn field goal, they die the damn game. I don't, like, like the Detroit Lions, excuse me, like if, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm being very, very incoherent. Let me calm down here. Detroit, if they score a touchdown, Detroit has to walk down the field and, and score a touchdown themselves. And Detroit's like, we're not gonna give up a touchdown. And I'm like, you morons. If you get them off the field now, you give your offense plenty of time to be successful. Period. End of discussion. The issue is Detroit is playing this like idiots. They're just like, yeah, we're going to give them 10 yards, almost 15 for for the inside guy. And it's just like he only has to run a damn stop route to get the first down. Oh, Oh, God, Detroit, you stink. 
You, but you didn't need to tell me that. You didn't need me to tell you that. I mean, I mean, th like, damn. And, and it's just like exactly what I thought. It's just, oh, I mean, first and foremost, they're running dual slots. Really, they could have just ran a stick route. If they ran a stick route, if Andy Dalton had option to like a stick route, but it probably would have been a touchdown because they're playing so far deep. And it's just like, oh, you know, a stick route going to the, uh, to the slant or like a slant stick route, whatever you call that. They just ran that because everybody's playing so freaking far off. It would have been a touchdown. But of course, excuse me, I thought they were running two slot, two slants. They just ran a stop route in off coverage. And it's just like, boom. Or kind of like a, I mean, technically they were both running bad dig routes, but you know, it is what it is. Bag dig stop routes. I mean, I don't know. They were essentially in breaking routes that stopped them. I don't know. And it's just like it's a first down, and it's just like game over, ball game. You morons. And then I think the Browns, not the Browns, the Bears, they run it in again, and it's just like you know to make a freaking bad situation worse. The Bears they freaking ran it in, not but not ran it, ran it in. Excuse me to make a bad situation worse. The Lions only have one freaking timeout, and the um, the Bears are just gonna run it all the way down. It's just like. Idiots. Idiots. That's what I would call the Detroit Lions coaching staff. I was like, you know what? I, I always say, I like, give a head coach like three years. I have no idea what that was at the end of the game. Goodness gracious. I mean, I know you can't call a third timeout. But how do you not play some type of jam or press coverage or anything besides just walking out to the line of scrimmage, playing like 10 yards off, and absolutely embarrassing yourself on national television. That's what Detroit did. Oh, sweet Mary of Joseph. You would not... You would not freaking believe how pissed off I was when I saw that. Oh, sweet Mary of Joseph. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, <clears throat> anyways... That was Detroit versus the Bears. Another migraine that I had to suffer. God, dude. Why is it, why is it only 18 minutes? I've only been podcasting for 18 minutes. It feels like I've been podcasting an hour. I'm, I'm juiced up, but I want to calm down. I want to calm down. I want to calm down. Okay. So, let's take a gander. Let's take a look at the weekend predictions. I don't have a lot else to say. I don't have a lot else to say. So let's just get in the weekend. I'm sick of this. Sick of this. So weekend predictions. Steelers at Bengals. Really? Really? Bengals over the Steelers easily. Do you want to know why? Because the Bengals are a better football team than the Steelers. And the Steelers, they suck. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to go down on freaking Sunday. I can't wait to watch it. What games do I have? Let me check them out. NFL football. Talking to my remote. Voice activated. Sick of this. Sick of this. Patriots at Tennessee. Tennessee. Colts at, excuse me, Tampa at Bucks. I'll, I'll get them both. I'll get them both. Oh, actually, there's a lot of good football games going on on Sunday. Patriots versus Tennessee. Bucks at Colts. Rams at Packers. This is a port. This is an important game. This is like the game that I've been highlighting for like the last couple of weeks. And then Sunday night, 
<clears throat> Browns. Browns at um at Ravens. So I'm very excited for those games, those lineups. Hmm, let me pause. I've been watching North Carolina versus NC State. This is like my first series. I want to watch this left tackle for NC State because everybody won't stop talking about him. I'm like, let me let me confirm my, for myself. Let me just make sure you guys are all right because I have to do all this doggone extra work because everybody else can't freaking evaluate players. Now I'm just pissy. Now I'm just mad. Sorry. Um, Bengals, Bengals versus Steelers. Bengals, um, Joe Burrow's better. Um, ben Roethlisberger is old and bad. And aren't the Steelers not a playoff team right now? <clears throat> I don't think they are, right? And I can just look at the standings, right? Are the Steelers a playoff team? They are five and four. No, they're not. No, they're not. So, Bengals versus Steelers in Cincinnati, by the by. Taking Joey B. I mean, I keep saying I'm taking the Bengals over the Steelers. I actually mean it. Bengals over Steelers. Okay. <clears throat> Panthers at Dolphins. I don't like Matt Rule. I don't like Joe Brady. But do you want to know who else I'm not really in love with right now? I'm not in love with Brian Flores that much. You know, two coaching staffs that I'm not really a big fan of right now. One I've not been a big fan of at all in uh, in the Panthers. And the other one I became not a big fan of this year in the Dolphins. Um, but I am a big fan of Tua. But that defense for Carolina, specifically those pass rushers, I saw Liam Eichenberg play a couple of weeks ago. I'm just like, man, I really don't like Panthers versus Dolphins for Tua. But it's like, I don't like Joe Brady. So it's like, do I do I like the Panthers? G, do I like the Panthers defensive line versus... I'll, I'll pick the Panthers. I was about to say, I'm going to pick Tua. I'm like, I don't like the Panthers. Or excuse me, the uh, the freaking Dolphins offensive line. It's like they haven't re rebuilt it yet. And they've spent a lot of draft picks. They got Austin Jackson out of USC a year ago. They got Liam Eikenberg this year out of Notre Dame. And yikes, they have not been able to find... Suitable offensive line pass protection for the uh, for the rookie Tua Tagovailoa, as well as they haven't been able to find a suitable running game for Tua as well. And um, Cam Newton essentially plays into what the Dolphins do very badly on defense, which is running and stuff like that. Especially as a scrambling quarterback, and C Mac is back, and I mean it's just sounding better and better all dog on day. Panthers over Dolphins, but. <clears throat> Say that begrudgingly. I'm like, I'm also hoping that Tua plays very well so that way Tua can shut everybody the hell up. But, well, I mean, we'll see. Eagles at Giants. Ooh, one of my favorite games because this is the I'm right and everybody else is wrong, you know, game, right? Because everybody's like, Giants are a, a, a playoff contender because of the NFC East and how bad the NFC East is. And the Giants, it's going to be between the Giants and Washington. And yikes, is everybody wrong about that? Remember how everybody said that the Giants were going to be a playoff contender? Ha! Remember how everybody said that Devontae Smith is too skinny to play in the NFL? Remember how everybody said that Jalen Hurts really is only a, uh, a weird gadget player? Remember that? I remember that. I remember all of that. 
God, I'm watching the Browns versus the freaking Detroit Lions highlights for Baker Mayfield, or more specifically, lowlights. God, Baker Mayfield is not a good quarterback. Sorry about that. Anyways, Eagles at Giants. All of my guys are going to be successful. I think this is going to be a Jalen Hurts game. I think this is going to be a um, a Devontae Smith game. Dude, did you watch Tampa Bay play last week? I mean, I did, obviously. On, uh, on the Manning broadcast, it's ridiculous how much pass protection Tom Brady got. Ridiculous. And I'm just like, oh, so you guys are going to play zone coverage against... Devontae Smith. Oh, really? Jalen Hurts as well? Oh, okay. Dallas Goddard just got extended. Oh, okay. Okay. This is going to be a absolute mall. Wish I could see it. Let me plug in my computer. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Eagles over the Giants, not even close. Titans at Patriots. Titans have been on a slump the last couple of weeks, haven't they? Tannehill has uh, has gotten, should just change his name to Heine Hill because he's playing like butt and he stinks like one too. Taylor, uh, not Taylor. Did I say Taylor? Hi, uh, Taylor, I don't know what I said. I said Ryan Tannehill and then I started to say Taylor Heineke. Ryan Tannehill not played very well in the last couple of weeks this is a mac jones new england patriots game if i just if, if, if just written all over there i mean first and foremost they're just gonna attack ryan Tannehill, and then uh they don't have to worry about their freaking run defense or run offense excuse me because their defensive line is significantly better than the tennessee titans offensive line plus their own running game as well plus the titans really don't have the ability to stop the i mean i, I don't want to say the passing attack of the patriots because that would imply that they're taking shots down the field all the time when in reality they're just taking down, taking in uh, shots and not even shots, but just attempts that are very, very high percentage completions that essentially give them some uh, some play on the back end as well when it comes to uh, yak yards after catch. So Patriots over Titans. Uh, doesn't the Patriots take the one seed at that point? Or is it pretty close? I think they do because the Bills... Again, last week, the uh, the Bills, they lost enough games to concede the one seed in their division. Titans are the one seed in their conference, I believe. Yep, 8-3. Yep, they would take the uh, the one seed. Patriots would go up 7, or excuse me, 8-4. and four. They have the tiebreaker against the Titans, obviously. So, yeah, that's a super important game on Sunday. Tennessee versus the Patriots. I wasn't going to cast it, now I will. Atlanta versus Jackson, Jacksonville, excuse me. Who cares? Who cares? I mean, I get it. We have to predict it. But I mean, honestly, who cares? This should be one of those games that I shouldn't even ever have to see. I hate this game. I hate this game so much. Who cares about these two teams? Um, I'll still give you a prediction, but I don't like either one of these teams because they're not playoff teams. Falcons versus Jags. <clears throat> Taking the Falcons. Nope. Yep. Who's going to stop Cal Pitts? End of discussion. Bucks versus Colts. A little bit of nuance here. Colts have been on an absolute tear, beating the crap out of the Buffalo Bills, beating up on, uh, I think, the Tennessee Titans a couple weeks ago. They've won a couple of games straight. Tampa Bay is going into a dome city. Tom Brady's going to make his return to Indianapolis, where he absolutely spanked the Colts for 20 years straight. 
Peyton Manning, his worst nightmare is to see Tom Brady in that stadium and every single Colts fan, they're going to start getting sweaty freaking in Indianapolis. And it gets cold in Indianapolis. Going to start sweating their asses off. They're going to start having swamp ass. They're going to just start getting disgustingly perturbed and disturbed as Tom Brady marches up and down the football field against those doggone Indianapolis Colts. I'm taking Tampa Bay over the Colts because the Colts stay. Jeff's at Houston. Texans have been one of the um, the more surprising teams. Kind of like the Lions in the sense of they've played very well, but they've lost a lot of football games. And by very well, what I mean by that is um, very well for their football team. They obviously haven't played very well in the grand scheme and scope of themes as it relates to their actual ability to play the sport of football. Now, um, <clears throat> because they don't have the personnel now, Jets have been on a slump, a little bit of a slide. Zach Wilson's rookie year is going terribly as, I mean, it should. He's a Jet. That's very obvious. And um, he's ex- inexperienced, and he's hurt, and he's a rookie. Like, we don't need to talk about it. Apparently, he's going to play again this weekend, I think. Maybe, maybe so. We'll see. But Zach Wilson, he should be playing again. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. That's all I'll say. But I am picking Houston over the Jets because I think the Jets, I don't think they're shockingly enough as well coached as the Houston Texans, and that's a shock. But also Tyrod Taylor had a ball last year, or not last year, but last week. He also had a great game. Shout out to Tyrod. Chargers at Broncos. I'm rolling with my guy Justin Herbert. I'm way less confident on my pick that they will go to the playoffs. And that's the Chargers. I'm way less confident about it. I'm just like, man, you guys really are the Chargers. You guys have like a couple of good games. Then you have like a lot of bad games. Then you have a couple of good games. Some bad games. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. It's hard to get an accurate reading on you guys, but and it's the Broncos. It's like, it's a very bad football team. It's very bad. I don't know how the Cowboys lost to the Broncos. But, I mean, the Chargers shouldn't. I get it. It's also in Denver. But, I mean, bro, it's the Broncos. Chargers over Broncos. Vikings at Niners. Ugh. Oh, my God. The battle of the overrated quarterback. I have a rule, ladies and gentlemen. And the rule is Kirk Cousins is not very good in a prime nine one more game. It's not very good. So, what does that mean? The later the game is scheduled, the worse he plays. This game is a 4 o'clock game. He struggles in these games, okay? Even though, yes, it's at 4, it's not at 7, it's not at 8, or whatever. He struggles in these types of situations, okay? So, Kirk Cousins is going to go up against the Niners in San Francisco on prime time with Nick Bosa freaking trying to decapitate him. I think it's easy work for the 49ers, and most importantly... Jimmy Garoppolo has kind of been playing well these last couple of games, and he's been operating within the scheme, within the scope of the offense, as he should, because he's not a very good quarterback and he can't carry the football team. So, 49ers over Vikings. A little bit, I'm always worried whenever I pick against the Vikings because I love Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. But then again, it's just like, oh yeah, they have Kirk Cousins as a quarterback and Mike Zimmer as a head coach. So that's a yikes. Rams versus Packers at Packers. I'm taking the Rams. Are you kidding me? 
This is a game that I've been salivating for. This is the game where Green Bay gets exposed. Technically, they got exposed last week when they played up against... Who'd they play up against? The Vikings. I actually picked that game against the uh, the Packers. But this is the game where they're going to get exposed, where everybody's going to be like, huh, I can't believe the Packers. Can't believe the Packers lost to the Rams. This is going to be that game. This is going to be that game because it's going to be an ass whooping. Packers are going to go in. Aaron Rodgers is going to go. Apparently, he has a fractured toe. I don't know why he would say that. I mean, he joked about having COVID toe, but then he was just like, you know what? Everybody, he should have just ran with it because then people wouldn't freaking know that he has a fractured toe. So now people are going to be stepping on his foot when they rush him. Now they're going to be tackling him around his feet. Like, Aaron, just stop talking. You're better off when you weren't talking, and now he has to come out and give an injury report every single weekend? It's like, Aaron, stop talking. Goodness gracious. Aaron Donald's like, thank you, Aaron. Thank you so much. Rams over Packers. At Packers. Browns versus Ravens. Are you bleeping kidding me? Is Baker Mayfield winless against the Ravens? That's ironic because Lamar Jackson, L. Freaky. LJ. He was like the 32nd overall pick. He was a Heisman Trophy candidate. People were like, he's not our cup of tea. Lamar Jackson is like, apparently you don't like winning because I have an 81% win rate. Take a big suck on that. And the NFL. All the evaluators had to come out and apologize, as they should, especially that idiot Chargers scout that was like, hey, Lamar Jackson, have you ever thought about transitioning over a wide-out fire in that scout? Fire him. He doesn't know anything about football. Browns at Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens. Why? I mean, I like Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield's playing and Baker Mayfield's hurt and he's not very good and he doesn't really have a number one wide receiver because they cut their number one wide receiver in Odo Beckham Jr. And then they talked a big game after beating the Bengals, which the Bengals are only freaking successful when Joe Burrow's freaking playing awesome and Joe Burrow did not play awesome and his wide receivers dropped a whole bunch of different passes. His team also turned the football over a lot as well. And then the Browns came in and everybody said that the Browns were awesome. But Baker Mayfield only, specifically, they said, they said that Baker Mayfield is awesome without Odo Beckham Jr. And Odo Beckham Jr. is a distraction. But what people also forget to mention about the Browns versus the Bengals is that Odell, not Odell, Baker Mayfield only completed 14 passes and they won by like 40 points or 30 points or whatever. Oh yeah, Baker Mayfield sure is proving everybody right. He sure is. An awesome quarterback. Doesn't need Odell Beckham Jr. Then they go down next week. <clears throat> I forgot who they played up against, but they almost lost to Detroit. Now they're going up against their arch rival. I mean, technically the Ravens arch rival is the Steelers. I mean, the Browns arch rival. I don't know who their arch rival is. I don't know. Browns versus Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens because they're just better. Seahawks at Washington. Oh, oh God. I can't, I, I can't, I can't wait to not cast this. I'm not casting this. I always, I always never cast Monday night football games. I'm so glad that I don't have to cast this. Shout out to ESPN for like, literally when, it, when they looked at this schedule, right? I just got to ask when they looked at this week's schedule, when they looked at Thanksgiving weekend and they saw all these football games on Thanksgiving, they were like, you know what guys, you know what game we want? We want Seattle versus Washington. Damn, damn. 
Uh, Seattle, excuse me, damn, the Rams versus the Packers. I get it, maybe Fox or CBS has it, but damn that game. Damn the Bucks versus the Colts or the Titans at Patriots. Damn those games. Or the Steelers at Bengals. Damn those games. Ben Roethlisberger, Joey Football. Damn those games. Eagles versus Giants. Nobody cares. We don't. We you know we we don't care about those games at all. Seattle versus Washington. That's what we're watching. That's what we're watching. More specifically, that's what I'm watching. I'm like, okay. Okay. When I don't have a lot to say, I don't say it at all. When I don't say, not, damn it, I can't even get my sayings right. When I don't have anything to say, I don't say anything at all. That's the end of the podcast. I'm pissed off because of cowboy.